Today's program has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures, a five-generation Georgia-based beef and poultry farm determined to conduct business in an honorable manner. For more information, visit whiteoakpastures.com. Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, host of Full Service Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this show, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music. Je me souviens tous les jours sur la scène quand j'étais nagée avec les bises. Quand nous étions comme les jeunes, comme les amis, comme les après-sexes. Et maintenant je suis seule, maintenant je suis seule, là sur le monde femme. Je suis pleine d'amour et je suis pleine de vivre mes rêves, mes yeux. Je vois un mec qui a un livre l'étranger. Et maintenant il est seul, maintenant il est seul. Well, that's not a Sunday song. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Darren Bresnitz. I'm the other half, uh, Greg Bresnitz. Sounds nice, even with that uh, homemade MacGyver. Uh, what do you got going on over there? I have a Sharpie um, positioned on the third fret of my guitar, um, fastened by a rubber band, the most powerful rubber band that I've encountered in a while. Yeah, thanks, Liz. Thank you, Liz. They obviously, <laughs> what they teach you at college these days, <laughs> technology classes. Hey, we're nothing if not resourceful. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, Alex is uh, going to be on here live later in the show playing some more songs and just, just chatting. Yeah. Chatting, chatting, talking about Sundays. This is very fun. It's like a triumphant return to radio for me. Um, very excited. Were you on before? Um, I used to do a show on Monday mornings on East Village Radio. So. R.I.P. R.I.P. What was the name of your show? Uh, it was the Domino Record Show. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, we will get into that uh, a little bit later. Sure, it's yeah. A, we'll call that a tease, if you will. <laughs> it was a teaser. Deep yeah, it's actually yeah. a deep tease. Um, <laughs> no, it's a deep tease. That's a term because it's happening much later. Deep it's not, it's not coming up. It's not coming up next, the deep tease. Okay. <laughs> Foreshadowing? No. Because of... No. Okay. Yeah. DTTs? Yeah. Deep tease, down to tease. D- Sorry. Yeah. D- yeah. DTT. Yeah. Okay. It's the new okay, Cupid. Uh, <laughs> first up, we want to welcome Jiffy and Evan from Cameo. Yo. Thanks for having us. 
Um, welcome, welcome to Snacky Tunes. We've been trying to get this going for a while, but if anyone knows anything that's going on with Cameo, you two are very busy men. Um, I think I'm trying to think when the first time we went to Cameo, maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Oh, you guys since the beginning. From the beginning. From yeah. the beginning. When they were, when you were still um, rotating different art moments. Yes. So, when we started off, we used to um, have uh, every month we had a, we'd have a different art installation uh, yeah. with paintings uh, or some weird sculpture esque type of stuff around above or behind the stage. Yeah. Until we finally found this the most one perfect for or the, it was the fourth installation actually, where I just remember walking in and that's when Cameo was half the size and it was this long hallway uh, getting yeah. there uh, and then saw this beautiful lit up. Jellyfish or whatever. <laughs> What's you it made to... out of? Uh, some uh, very reflective kind of a, a plastic material. Um, it's not a garbage bag, but <laughs> something similar. Just want to set the record straight. After all the years of controversy, it's not a garbage bag. <laughs> so, how did you get? How did you first come to getting involved with Cameo? Uh, well, one of my uh, good friends at the time, Josh Sampson, he was um, he he had taken over what was then Anytime Cafe and turned into Loving Cup. And uh, his whole plan was to do a music venue in the back. And at the time, him and I was were working um, on a record label as well as an online music store, which is which we never really fully launched, but it's very much what Bandcamp pretty much what became. Mm. Um, and uh, this is we so we started a recording studio in the back room, uh, and then started this sort of art space slash music um, space and. Uh, it just kind of evolved ever since um, into, you know, there's there's been so many different phases to it. We're still evolving and there's consistently uh, new things happening there. Um, I so. mean, that place used to be so tiny. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like Absolutely. it was just like a slow edging out like uh, like a hammer. Yeah. You're just like, oh, we'll just push back. It's like side. three years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the coat check slash bar. Yeah, I remember that. The uh, yeah, I used to get whiskey shots in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> Paul used to be, man that little bar, and yeah. it was actually cool because I mean we didn't really have a you know every separate bar you need a license, so we were like, how can we do this? And if the cops show up, what are we gonna do? And so we you know I was like, let's just put a hole in the wall and like we there's a curtain. If they show up, we just throw the curtain over it, and that's the end. <laughs> God, it was... So it was the most sneaky bar. I mean, to this day, what I love, and even with the growth of cameos, that still feels like a really awesome underground basement dance party, but with much better sound. Thank you. That's a <laughs> good, That's kind of what we're going for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Wait, talk- who, who made the art installation? Uh, Adam Keller. Yes, he's the man behind that it's awesome It's the second installation, installation now. Yeah, yeah, we... Just uh, like cameo expanded installation also expanded oh really yeah. it's I longer mean, now yeah, I'm, I'm sure it needed a little upgrade as well it was it was great it was just above stage and we wanted the crowd to kind of feel like what was yeah. under it I mean so many uh, musicians would always like have some kind of stage banter and talk about it it was always a conversation piece so we wanted to really like get the fans to experience that you know I feel it's like a, like it was a lot of bands like first publicity shots um, is that cameo yeah, with that? Because it's like really easy to look good with that piece of art in the back. We're a Brooklyn band. I remember in playing Japan Brooklyn Droids, venues. Actually, the had a really amazing picture in the New York Times, and it was like so epic. It was like when they played that first show that everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is a new big band!" You know. 
Dude, yeah. just Japan. I missed that one. <laughs> I'll admit that because I, I missed that show. That was that the bums me for out. That. I yeah. saw the picture in the Times. So I was like, "Wow, that look, that really looks crazy." That looked fine. I wish I was there. I mean, <laughs> talk to me about how you've really put yourself on the map uh, for booking because you really have some notable acts that come through that may have gone to other venues, but you've built up such a good reputation. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been um, spending time. Uh, Creating. I mean, I've, I've I've had so many different ways of looking at this, like building, uh, trying to understand like what, um, as a venue, trying to understand like how a scene works and trying to build one at our venue, um, and that has to do with you know picking certain styles sometimes. But you know, I'm 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 into so many different kinds of music that if we've always kind of like jumped around from genres to genres, and I've pretty much like booked all types of different scenes to then learn and realize what really makes the most sense with us what uh, what also like uh, echoes with me the most um and so like you know the biggest thing that we started focusing on was like basically indie or anything indie rock um creative experimental to um electronic music which yeah. really kind of became a way bigger thing than i ever imagined in williamsburg now with all the big venues and i mean we've forced williamsburg is also almost like you know like 90 percent of awesome electronic acts now it's kind of crazy i mean can you're one could argue that Cameo is at the epicenter of really changing Williamsburg. What have you noticed the most of the changing scene and how much has it affected you? Well, I mean, it's definitely been... Um, uh, it's consistently changing. In the last three years, every time you think you're going to be like, oh, now it's gentrified, but then it goes crazier and deeper and deeper. And it's... What's what's crazy... It's it's very unpredictable. There's, there's always the new venue in town. Um... It, there's a lot we used to have a lot of DIY venues and I guess the last official one Dead by Audio um, is coming to an end now which is saddening but that's the same as so many other venues um, so it's just as you get excited about new venues opening you get excited about you, I mean you get sad about venues closing but we really started placing an emphasis on house DJs and stuff about two years ago and when Jiffy really took over the the business and I came in Electronic and music, and this yeah. was before you know Output and Verboten were open it was really just public assembly doing yeah. the bunker here and yeah. there and so yeah that was really refreshing for you know me just reading about Berlin and London and, and having been to those places too and really That's wanting that just started working with us too yeah. wanting it to come to Brooklyn and now it's full-fledged and I mean how do you cut through the noise I mean how as the, the promoter at Cameo do you find the best way to get people in well I, th- I think the coolest thing we, we started doing when I came in and Jiffy took over was we started this all night long series and we got these legendary DJs we had Frankie Knuckles spin twice last year we had Juan Atkins and that really you know these DJs had been playing in Manhattan at Cielo and stuff like that but we were the first ones to really just put them and showcase them in Williamsburg it was and it a small kind of, room a lot yeah. of these guys oftentimes like they're like I remember Frankie Knuckles the first time he DJ was just like I never do these kind of small rooms, you know, unless it's, like, just a part of my friend's, like, a public event like this. And he did it again after that. He's like, but this is really great. You guys really... It really felt like old school, old yeah. school like, early Chicago. Like, and that, that was, like, wow, okay, that's the right idea, you know? And What was funny to me was when we had Juan Atkins play for the first time and, and Brooklyn Vegan covered it. I was like, wow, Brooklyn Vegan is covering Juan Atkins. Yeah. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah, this is interesting. It's something new I haven't seen before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, speaking of great uh, DJs and producers, you have the Juan McLean and Nancy Wang playing this Friday, which I will be at because Shit. 
It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's already this Friday. Uh, yeah, we just announced that a week ago. Yeah. Fuck. Juan plays with us a lot.
So welcome back to Snacky Tunes. We have Jiffy and Evan from Cameo. Uh, uh, I was there a moment. Uh, Alex was actually at the uh, Japandroid show. Yeah, I was killer. Alex joining us. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, getting in touch with my pop punk roots. Uh, Japan droids. Every time I how many hear, like how many like fourteen year old dudes do you think like wake up and like put that record on just to like what about forty year old dudes? Are you forty? <laughs> yeah. Did you somehow <laughs> did you somehow turn forty? No, I was listening to uh, John of the Morning. Kate's penis said he plays yeah. that song for his son. Yeah, what yeah. song? Uh, the house that heaven built. NPR was. Let's all get the about day started. Yeah. yeah. Dude, if, if if I was like Big five silence. and my dad put on Japan droids, I'd be like, "All right, dad, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get that You're girl." Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go get that girl. Yeah. Um. So in addition to so I don't know who, how many people remember, uh, the food part of Anytime Cafe. I know you mentioned it at the beginning, but I remember when I first showed up to Williamsburg and I would go in and it was like white room, all the clocks. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then a lot of angry missed phone calls from delivery guys at 4.30 in the morning for soggy fries. <laughs> well, yeah, and they used to deliver cigarettes. And they used to know? deliver yeah. cigarettes and like that. But since then, it's been Loving Cup, and now it's Jiffy's. Yes. And where did you get that name for the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. But was Loving Cup the one where it was like, uh, it was like, like $1 wings? That was like yeah, yeah. Which we actually we have the dollar wings, except for the jerk wings now. Oh, because you're doing Caribbean Jamaican flavors. You know? So, um, what gave you? I mean, other than it being a duh moment, like, what gave you like the onus to take over the front part and like turn it all into one whole sort of cohesive venue? Because it always used to feel very separated. Yeah, and that's that was always the hardest part. Sometimes you're like in a really crazy. Like edgy event, which really takes you. The whole idea is kind of like to take people to a different yeah. space, and then when you walk into that, it was like ragtime music, and that just oh felt a little God, bit too right. uh, too intense, you know. Um, so I just wanted to uh, have like have the music also be a little bit more current. Um, like currently, like our our playlists are all over the place, which is awesome. Trying to like create a playlist that can just mix any kind of thing um any kind of genre um and we have djs on the weekend we're starting to do also oh, okay. weekdays now um correct let's get back in the game yeah no back <laughs> in well six, saturdays is for i snapped my serato records hey greg six hour set at jiffy's <laughs> and okay. happy hours we still have those dollar wings oh, now. Yeah. um and we're doing a lot of more specials now so really like trying to make the front the goal is to really make the front more lively and party now more than ever you now, know like did your grandmother and mother cook or where are these recipes coming from um my mom my mom was an awesome cook growing up um the funchi fries are was definitely her recipe the what fries the funchi fries which are basically uh, polenta fries Ooh, um nice that's that was one of my crisp? favorite snacks. are they a little they're, yeah they're crisp it, it's interesting as it kind of feels like cheese melted in the middle but it's really the soft polenta which is mm. awesome and crunchy on the outside I'm not <laughs> we mad. used to say bros bros which is like crunchy crispy I'm not mad at Bros Bros. So let's talk about what you have coming up because one of the, uh, I think, most amazing things about the cohesion of the space now is that, like, as small as it seems, it's so big, and I think part of the the largeness comes with the acts that you're getting. Well, actually, uh, thinking of what's coming up, we were talking about sort of when Cameo first came on the scene in, like, the mid-2000s. We have a mid-2000s band, Black Kids, playing... Um, oh my next god! Month. And it's actually really well, I'm not selling gonna, really well, and everyone's really I'm not stoked about it. Teacher, yeah, that's gonna be wild. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. 2008. That was like a 
Vice? That's a Vice band. Yeah, like that's the only record. They haven't released anything since 2008. It was that EP, right? No. And that, that was a full like, Oh, they did. Yeah. They had an EP. Wizard of Oz. You know the story, right? They just did an extremely successful tour, so they're coming back, and now they want to do something small what? to like work out certain things and prepare for it. There I guess was a new uh, there run. Was, I think it was it's either... I'm going to go with Pitchfork. When the EP came out, they're like, this is the second coming of music. This is so amazing. Oh, yeah. And then when their next album came out, it was a one-word review, and it just said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Way harsh. Ty. <laughs> Way harsh. Uh, but that's going to be great. I mean, that, that's a perfect room for that. Yeah, I'm sure that show's going to be <laughs> nuts. Really mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're fun, high energy. Like, it has the sort of, like... Uh, emo punk 90s sensibility to it but pop at the same time total pop yeah um, who else do you have coming up we have no regular play they're scheduled for the 17th or the 18th they're the 18th. on the 18th yeah they got they have like a. Um, I, I, I love their new EP actually too dramatic which is the release party for it um, but CMJ is coming up too so there's a oh, lot yeah. of things coming up for that and one of the interesting things is that we're, we have a top shelf records oh, doing cool. a showcase so that's something slightly different again and you know, hopefully will mark a beginning of a new little change as well um, bring, working with a lot more like garage punk emo rock bands as well like a lot more like that 90s sensibility I think there's a really fresh scene of that and a lot of new bands doing interesting stuff within that and as like the polar vortex too uh, comes upon us, like what do you have Ooh. planned for like those deep cold nights where it's like I'm only going to one place? Well, that's the that's the crazy part of cameos. Like every Friday, Saturday has always been bands till midnight, and then we've had a DJ party from twelve to four. Really uh, two um, different I'm crowds. Sorry, eleven fifty nine to four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, but so the the change of scene is very interesting with that. Um, but yeah, trying to combine both words was always a challenge. And we treat them very differently in promotions. You know, yeah. that's Evan's awesome work over the years, trying to really um, brand, like helping us brand. And we started by just labeling uh, the late, just calling the late um, the, on, the, on our listings, um, calling right. it late nights at Cameo, and that really took off. And that's when we started working with all the electronic acts. And even Nico Jar did like a all night long, um, which was amazing. Announced it half an hour before, and it was like sold out and an hour uh, that Simeon show that you had about a month ago that was bad yeah, that was yeah. probably one of the best you were there I was there yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and oh, DJ so Sprinkles we did right some, after we did some too. terrible things together we did some, made some bad decisions <laughs> yeah. um, but by yeah. the way Simeon played uh, Sunday we night that's where we met yeah, that's where we met that's oh, where we met oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah. I know you that was the night before you got married yes yes that was how was your wedding the next day because if I remember when you left well yeah you know I mean I was definitely hungover but but that's it was, what she it was very you. special, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Simeon she's, just she's uh, put out a new record that they recorded live yeah. in Pioneer Town at Pappy and Harriet's. That uh, Those guys are great, they were. I mean, the, the record is amazing. It's definitely like you have to start, yeah, that's, and play it all the way through. It's not just like a casual background thing, but similar like the new the Juan McLean record. Yeah, yeah, you know? the Juan McLean's a full listen. Absolutely. Um, so before we run out of time, talk to me about the basement because I think the basement's been the biggest transition mm. of a space. Because um, it didn't used to. It's <laughs> like a bummer talk. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it's, it it's it, it is a beautiful room, and it, honestly, it, it just speak is what easy. it is. It's like a, it's it's a speakeasy by definition, you know, right now, and it's always going to be this underground place. So you're not really going to hear about it, but maybe you'll know somebody who knows what's going on in there. <laughs> um, but every once in a while, like when it clicks on, like I've been down there for like a fixed party, or I've been down there when Alex Pashnak's DJing, 
It's just a blast. Oh, you mean he's doing that again? Every day. <laughs> oh, Alex Passman? Yeah. Yeah, he's actually going to be doing something this uh, coming Saturday. With a Komime artist. Um, yeah. With DJ Pareja, which is on Komime. Um, that's a, it's a sub-label of uh, Compact. Um, Latin American sub-label. Yeah, they're, they're promoting a lot of interesting Latin American artists, like Ribolito, um from Pachanga Boys. Do you have the date? Uh, that is next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah. Um, well, all right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming through. Stick around. Um, Alex Rose for Alex Rose but uh, can you give people where to get tickets all information where they can go cameony.com you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Cameo Gallery amazing
I feel like I feel like it, for a while albums were all about the single, and now I feel that albums are getting back to being albums, and I just love it so much more. Um, thoughts? No. Anyway, yeah. Alex Rose, welcome to Snacky Tunes. Thank you for having me. Uh, long time friend and hanger out at parties, first time <laughs> guest. Yeah. I think our friendship is uh Probably you know when some people when people are just like, Oh, how'd you meet them? And you're just like kind of like you're like, Oh around. Well it's like well like we, literally like, we met li- around. I it was uh I had another friend um a few years back that uh I like uh oh Jess Rotter, who used to be a Mexican summer. Oh yeah. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, Latin yeah, Attic. Sure. Uh-huh. That we ran into each other so much that I we were both convinced that we had each other's <laughs> phone number and like we that we had like obviously texted each other to meet up and then I was like oh hey I'll call you and then I had to get her number from somebody I was like this is and I feel like with you through Ben and Maggie yeah absolutely through Ben and Maggie's and, and then yeah and then there was like that Wait. one week where like three nights in a row and I was like we should just like let's just call this a friendship yeah let's just I think we're friends now we'll call it when we exchanged phone numbers I think that was the real just like oh I still don't have your phone number you can get it from me okay but I mean but uh, f- like uh, exchanging friend phone numbers is still I don't know can I, can, I get, can I get your number I don't know it's so dorky <laughs> especially because it's like I don't know because we like already had this like existing <clears throat> like foundation of friendship yeah then to sort of interrupt that and be like yo dog um, yeah I'm gonna try to intentionally hang out with you sometime. Is that uh, cool? Yeah, is that okay? Because uh, that, or it's like someone you see a bunch in like six months, and you're like, "Fuck, what's your name again?" Oh like, my god, yeah. I know. Oh god, that's the worst. It's like, I feel like hey. that happened to me last night, like four or five times. <laughs> it's just like, "Oh hey, uh, that uh, oh god, I've hung out with you like at least half a dozen times. I have no idea who you're now." Yeah. Uh, so anyway, besides being a new friend <clears throat> and totally rad uh, and playing music. You have a, yeah. a good history, including radio, which is awesome. This is true. Uh, let's talk about the show. Um, about Domino Records yeah. on Eastfield Radio. Uh, so the format was basically like, you know, obviously I played some uh, new Domino releases and as well as from the Domino publishing catalog, which is um, pretty diverse. So I played, you know, a mix of indie rock and new shit that I really liked. Um, it was kind of all over the place. It was that like a new, bit new? schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Not that old, old. Not that. I, I played that new, new, and that old, old okay. interchangeably. Like, I'd play, like, Amon Duel 2, like, then, you know, yeah. fucking Blood Orange. Or they whatever. have that deep, deep catalog. They do have a deep catalog. <laughs> um, I knew that I was forever maybe in the good graces of um, Jeff Conklin, who, who was a great institution at that radio station. When he came downstairs from the office and was like, are you playing Amon Duel? <laughs> And it was just like made his day. He was like, I did not expect to hear that 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. Like, which is great because you know when you like get like the the GM or the, the yeah. running station who hears music all the time. To be Absolutely, like, I'm gonna get up and go talk to like that. Like that music, that station was just on 24 tw- seven in that office, and the fact like it, it was very special. And um, before that, you know, I had a show. I had a radio show in college as well. Um, one time, I had zero listeners. It was. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could see the listener. I could see the traffic. Just, I just dropping. dropping. Just, I'm like, man, I really shouldn't have played that like UK subs song or like whatever I played. But yeah, so I did a world music and post-punk show in college. Oh, um, amazing. And that was really fun. The only listeners that I was, uh, I was 100% sure I had were like the dads of students um, <laughs> when I had college radio show. This guy, Bud, would call every couple of weeks. He was like, his his son ended up taking over my room uh, when I moved out of my house. But like, I knew for sure that I had like the dad 
Population cornered. And what, which radio station was that? It was uh, KWVA. Okay. I, went, I had like I had the new new. I had the oh, new it new. It was so new new. It was so. It was like if it had been out for like three weeks, it was like old old. Were you like my, we were like tracking for the uh, for CMJ and stuff like that? Uh, tracking for CMJ, and then also just like it was. I happened to be there like, at the rise of blogs. That's when I was on. <clears throat> So, like, any demo that someone coughed out um, <laughs> would just make it. It's like, yeah, we got, like, a 56-kilobyte rip. And I was like, that is great. We will, we will put that on the air. And we will, awesome. yeah, we will, we would, like, rip songs from MySpace players to play. I, I oh, mean, amazing. Yeah, so. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Shit that would not fly now Ripped at all. so many MP3s to play on the radio. Yeah. Um, mm. I know a lot of people. A lot of people do use um, Spotify and like other streaming services to to DJ, and it, you can really tell the difference. You know, like you what can. if the internet? What if the internet went? Well, I guess this is an internet station, so if the internet down uh, went down, we'd be fucked. But yeah, I mean, there's a new um, that new streaming service that's coming. That's gonna. That's like there. All the tracks are like flack files, mm. and it's like twenty wow. bucks. Twenty bucks a month. Interesting. So you know, I'll pick up your. D- they're flat. It's like um, uncompressed. No, like you don't lose any uh, audio. Lossless. They're gigantic yeah, files. Yeah. Which oh, is crazy yeah. that they're doing it streaming. So like, I'm not really sure how. How is that? How? Yeah, how's that going to work? That's amazing. You need, a, you need one of those uh, college T1 connections. Yeah. Yeah. You need, like, <laughs> um, all right, let's hear a song. Yeah. yeah. Okay, forget, sure. Forget compression. Let's hear it live. <clears throat> yeah. What are you going to play right, for cool. us? Oh, what am I going to play? Uh, I don't think this song has a name. Um, you know, some some further background. I uh, don't actually play shows or have any. Which recordings. is why this is so great. So this is very special for me. Um, I you know used to play co- the coffee shop circle in Seattle, which is very embarrassing. I can't believe I just said that out loud. Um, so this is actually the first time I've played like just me and a guitar. Um, Maybe six six years. Well, I mean, your your biggest downfall is that you talk about it in your Instagram profile. I I I will tell you, despite the fact that I don't play publicly, I spend probably an hour, you know, thirty to thirty minutes to an hour every day singing and playing guitar. It's just yeah. a part of my life. I think you really downplayed it because you're like, oh, I don't know. And that opening song was great, so. Yeah, I don't know why I wrote a song in French. It like came. I was drunk walking home from a bar, um, maybe like th- three or four weeks ago. Oh yeah, all of these are very new. To, I don't. Um, I don't know. This is the new new. That's it's it's the new new. I I come from that like jazz improvisation mindset where I'm like, if you can't play it right the first time, why play it at all? Okay. All right. So let's um, get. Okay. Well, let's call this track number one. Oh yeah. I'm it's actually two weeks in a row where we have unnamed new stuff that's like just not named. So. That new new. That new new. Oh, it's really loud. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. Okay. That suits me better. Is it too late now to change your mind? Do we have to go back inside? In this grand garden there's no more malaise So you come outside and pay me mind 
And I will see what my lady thinks If she might call on me tonight She is out of sight, you know I'm right She is luxuries, she is dreamy things She's a lady in the high castle Whose empire never ended And I, I, I feel alive Inspired by some mad god I will arrive if she calls on me tonight I hope she calls on me tonight Great. Uh, what was it like uh, in the Seattle coffee house <laughs> circuit? And what year was oh it? God. And this was like um, 2007. Great. Um, you know, pretty bleak. Lots of uh, people tamping espresso drinks and. Huh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Seattle bands. Um, the Blood Brothers. Have you ever heard of oh, them? Wait. I'm going to see them. Who is it I know going? they're doing that massive reunion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. I have tickets. We saw Everyone's them at so uh, FYF, and they were incredible. <laughs> I mean, like they. I mean, when we saw them, they played. I went to school in the Northwest, and they played all the time. They actually mm-hmm. did my radio show in college. Wait, where did you go to school again? University of Oregon. Okay. Yeah. I went to the University of Washington. Mm. Damn. Uh-oh. Get the fuck out of the station. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, they came on the radio show, and they were dicks. They came here? Oh. No, no, no. When oh. I was in college, oh, I was so excited, uh, and they were just dicks. And from, like, the first, like, ten seconds, I was like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> um by the way, so 2007. Yeah. What was the uh, any any contemporaries? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, this was sort of around the same time as, um, you know, Tiny Tiny Vipers, I guess, was kicking around. She she was a solo girl. Contemporaries. I don't think any like big names really rose out of that. Um, but sure, like, yeah, Tiny Vipers was you know she was signed to Sub Pop and put out some records and had a pretty small following and I really liked her music. Um, so I guess it was kind of like that. It was just like me and an acoustic guitar. The songs were very different. I mean, not that these are like very mature, but they were very adolescent and bratty. Yeah. What was like uh, a topic of the... I feel like I was always like trying to come up with like like clever ways to, to basically be like, I'm stoned, but like, but like in a clever way and like sing about it and be like, oh, like I'm like, I think, oh God, I can't even believe I'm talking about this. I think I wrote I wrote a song that was like, I arrive red eyed but ready. Wow. What the fuck? wow. Why? Like wow. no, just no. Yeah. I look back. I just look back on that. I don't. I actually don't even really remember most of those songs. I probably written you know in my mind maybe like 40, 40 songs, and I I don't I only kind of remember the ones I've written recently. Uh, what was your knit cap your knit cap game like? My knit cap. Yeah. Oh God, I did. I had like a frumpy girl hat for sure. Um, it was frumpy great. girl hat. That's what my yeah my friend Luke calls them. <laughs> frumpy girl hat. Um, I never thought about it, but I guess they are kind of frumpy. Like they're not like great. 
There was, you know, like those ones that sort of sit farther, a little farther back in your Oh, forehead. I lived in the Northwest. You don't need to tell me about the frumpy girl hat. <laughs> I was just kind of seeing if you subscribed. It was great for the weather, though. Yeah. I was like, oh, just throw this on. Yeah. If it, if it gets a little wet, it's okay. It's like not that expensive. It's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then your hair is kind of dry. Yeah. When you get kinda. to wherever you're going. Yeah. Dry enough. Yeah, dry enough. The, the Northwest motto. Yeah. It's dry, dry enough. Dry enough. <laughs> I'm not going to use enough. an umbrella. God, why would I use one of those wonderful human inventions to stay dry? Uh, so, uh, saying that you like play 30 minutes to an hour a day, but not really playing, like, what is the kind of inspiration for it? Or um, I've, you know, I when I was younger, I used to uh, sing in choirs, and um, I did musical theater and stuff like that. So I think it's just a way to stay in practice. Um, I, I, you know, I sing in bands occasionally i i was a part of household um which was a brooklyn band uh, played maybe seven six or seven shows with them um earlier this year so i kind of bop around i i prefer to sing um but i've you know i've spent so much time i feel like it was like after i broke up with my ex-boyfriend like a year and a half ago i live by myself now and i'm like oh cool this is like a practice space and an apartment <laughs> i'm bored i like pick up a guitar and like don't tell your landlord they'll charge you more. Oh, yes, it's a practice space and an uh, apartment. We can charge you more for that. <laughs> Mum's the word. Yeah. Greg Flip. That really is... Put, put your earmuffs on. Yeah, Wait, that's his name. Greg Flip? I definitely and thought he was a scammer. And he's, in, re- and he's in real estate? He's in real estate. So what does he do with apartments? Uh, well, I'm sure he flips them, rents them. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's short for Filopovich. Actually, my landlord um, was in a boy band in um, where is his family from uh, very small island from um, anyway um, on the opposite side of the world I don't want to say Fiji but where is oh well, I'm blanking on it but he was in a boy band and I looked up pictures on the internet when I googled him to make sure that he wasn't a fake person yeah flip Darren just went through trying to find a, a new apartment and uh, awful. It was like two bedroom for uh, in Williamsburg for a thousand bucks a month. Just wire me the money and we'll send you the keys because I don't want to come down unless the, <laughs> from upstate unless the money's not real. And that's like uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna burn this. I'm just gonna light this on fire and send you a photo of this. Um, Seriously. Why don't we get another song? Sure. Crank it. This is <clears throat> new. New part two. Cool. If I want to 
If I want to If I want to If I want to If I want to So when the lights go down And the curtain falls I'll be in the box seat Starting the applause Starting the applause Starting Starting the applause So I better stop going I better stop going Going nowhere Going nowhere but home Alone again So you say Northwest. Are you from Seattle? No, I'm from Austin, Texas. Okay. Ooh, what's your favorite place to get Migas? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, I, I have an answer. Um, <laughs> there's a Migas taco at a window on Mainer, East Mainer. It's called Taco Mex. It's next to a laundromat. Okay. It's the best. It's Migas. Technically, it's Migas. So I cheated and answered with a breakfast taco. That's fine. Yeah. That's still still accessible. It's, yeah, it's a good answer. Cool. What about you? Polvos. Oh yeah, Polvos is great. Favorite potentially favorite meal in the world. Absolutely. Polvos, cheese, flour tortillas, black beans. Really? Oh my god, Polvos is so good. What do you want from me? I'm a man of simple tastes. <laughs> you know, I'm just really comfortable with what's going on in my surroundings, and I just need migas from Austin. Uh, I, yeah. Anyway, I could talk. God, uh, let's just talk about Mexican food for the rest of our lives. Where's your favorite Mexican food place in Austin? Um, I actually I agree with you. I think Polvo's may be one of my favorite places. Um, Boom. See you, Greg. <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing. What about in Brooklyn? Uh, that's a harder question. Yeah. Um, I I don't have an answer. Honestly, it's all it's it's okay. I mean, there's you know where I wandered by that I haven't been in a while is Mexico 2000. Where's that? Uh, it's on Broadway. It's in the back of a bodega. Oh, I've heard about this place. Uh, which has been around for a while. I don't know if, if it's, like, good so much as, like, it's cheap and it's, like, in the back at, like, of a bodega and it's okay. it's rad. It's next to Trophy Bar. Darren, do you remember? It's something like... Yeah, you Mexico took me there. 2000. Yeah, you took me there. Still around. It's a bodega. Yeah. It's, it's probably... I, I wonder if it's good as it as it as as I remember it. Yeah, it could be. It could be one of those like it was good because we were uh, broke. We were broke, and it was down the street. And like just the location about it was great, but I'd be afraid to go back there and it'd be like, oh, it's just not. Oh nice. man, how, how many things are better in life because it's you're you're broke and it's down the street. I'm not just talking about food. <laughs> but yeah, um, actually, there's a place not far from here where we are. Um, I'm trying to remember this, trying to remember the name. It's on Flushing and Knickerbocker. Um, they have a great torta. Really? Yeah. Okay. Shout out. Yeah, shout, shout out to so, that torta. So, shout out to that torta on the corner. I think, I think Free Williamsburg did a roundup of like the 10 best taco places. And, and they only came up with eight? No. <laughs> There's a bunch of places. It, you have to go like one or two more. It's like around these stops that the best uh, like uh, Mexican food is in Williamsburg. I heard recently that that triangle space on Flushing is finally open. Do you, did you hear about this? Mm-mm. The one across from Life Cafe. There's just that property that's a triangle. It's been there forever with like an outside space. Oh, yeah, Montana? Yeah, yeah. It's open now. It's apparently. not Montana's. They, they did. They opened a bar. I walked by it not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, they finally opened something there. That's, that's crazy. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we'll get our, maybe we'll get a good roundup like, for uh, Mexican food in the coming 
I just I just think it's impossible to have great Mexican food here, but that's just it's like, it's hard. And actually, you know, I like La Superior. Um, come to think of it. Um, their new restaurant, I think it's called um, Serviceria. Yeah, that's the one I was yeah. yeah. going to mention. Oh, that's really good. So, yeah. Twice lately, good deal, good prices. It's good, good prices. Like, they have good good drinks, good beers. It's all like imported beers from Mexico. And yeah, um, yeah I would agree with that. I live across from Loco Burrito in uh, <laughs> on the Graham Stop, so I can walk over there in my pajamas yeah. and just get a burrito and it's go just back close. home. <laughs> close so that's my to favorite. Change. Yeah. I remember when La Superior opened. Uh, I used to get in fights with the managers because they served things traditionally. Uh, and they were like, I was like, okay, and I've been like, that's not how it's eaten and from where, like, from Mexico. And we're like, oh, I know, but I'm in the States. And we would get into, like, epic, epic fights with them of their, like, toe the line, like, just, you need to eat it this way. And I was like, I'm a messy eater. Can I just have a, can I have a knife and fork? So, but they're great. And their foods are awesome. Um... I want to make sure we get time for one more song, but um, since you're not playing out that much, mm-hmm. where how can people potentially find you when you do like hop on cameo set? Friday nights, <laughs> secret, yeah. secret vocals or guest shows or side Let's projects see. with uh, um, certain John Chavez? I do. I, I have a project called West Wing, and I'm mentioning it here so that it sounds more real. Based on the show, neither of us have ever seen the television show. All right. Perfect. Well, is winter coming? Because winter is coming. Get those first four seasons; it's perfect. <laughs> winter is coming, and that's when we will have band practice again. Um, cool. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been yeah. really fun. Yeah. This is really chill. We're just like eating pizza and hanging out in the back of Roberta's. It's awesome. Yeah, today is like a good buddies type snacky tunes. Yeah, shout out to Jay Strell, who's been our silent guy in the corner. Yeah, I can't wait Ooh. to drink this. Uh, Jay brought us um, homemade Negroni, bottled aged. Barrel aged Negroni. Oh, oh yeah, experimented with those. That's awesome. Nicely bottled. And then next week, uh, I'll be gone for a little bit. Uh, I gotta see who's on. But we have uh, Toy Cities on next week, which will be awesome. And, and we Psychic Twin the following week, which will be great. Psychic Twin will be a cameo as well. Oh, uh, she's that's with Black Kids. As a oh, really? oh, yeah. <laughs> look at that. Look at that full yeah. circle. Yeah. She, she's great. Um, well, okay. we'll be out and. Um, just want to say super excited for the Flyers tomorrow at the Garden. This is maybe the year. Oh, man. And it's fall. I guess it was fall during last week's show. Yeah. It was really, not that you would know, but happy fall. No, it's all reversing. It's summer right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, shout out to Cameo. I'll be there Friday night at 11.59 when the doors open <laughs> for the late night. Um, one more from Alex Rose. Take it away. Cool. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, everyone. All right, this is also, um, I wrote this last week. <clears throat> new, new, part three. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, all my songs are kind of rough and demo-y. See, this capo is amazing. Okay. I am flesh. I am business. Touch me, I am sick I am strong I am lustful in this abyss I am neither formed I am not full I am a great divide All is amiss So kiss me, baby While I am wild and free Tell me, Judas, are you my priest? I 
open my mouth to impurities open my throat let in the bees so they can buzz and busy me HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.